Hi everyone. Hey there. This is Holly. And Daniel. He was putting the mic mouse the, the mouse microphone. <laughs> this is halfway saints. <laughs> <laughs> right before that, I was like, Holly, you need to remember to say you're listening to Halfway Saints. And she forgot. Yes. Not this even. is our second take. <laughs> <laughs> We had some, okay, the record button doesn't always go right into recording. Oh, well, excuses, excuses. I forgot to say halfway <laughs> There's a couple of things wrong with it. Yeah. Maybe we'll we'll release the um, the director's cut in addition. Oh. No, an extra 15 seconds of Nothing. Of mistakes. Nothing is exciting at all. Um, But we hope that you guys have had a great week. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a wonderful week. Um, Daniel is into his new job and feeling a little bit more comfortable. He had a soccer game, two, two soccer <laughs> games. Um, we went to one and it was really fun and it's starting to get cold out. I'm, I'm coaching soccer, by the way. I'm I thought not we playing. said that. I don't think so. Yeah, we did. I don't know if we did. In case we didn't, Daniel is also assistant coaching at the school where he is now working. Yes. But uh, it also is getting cold out. Yeah, we had a, a fall day today. The, mm-hmm. it, the high was like 70, and it stayed right around mid-60s most of the oh, day. Boy. It was very nice. We spent the whole day outside with Jack, and it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Even though we only dressed him in shorts and a short sleeve shirt. Yeah. All the other kids were like nice and bundled up, and Jack's like shivering on the swing. <laughs> Not really, but I, I did feel like a p- terrible parent. Yeah. Well, and we had gone. we went shopping last weekend and we're like we don't need pants for him yet yeah, definitely it's, it's still summer but it's supposed to be in the 80s rest of the week so oh. i stand by my decision we'll see it's always hard with buying clothes for him because you don't know if he's going to be if he's going to grow out of them but the, yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah we should probably have bought him long pants so he doesn't have to wear shorts well, in he the, has the pants. Weather. They're just a little short. They're on so him. short. No. <laughs> they're little high waters. <laughs> and they like squeeze his waist because they're too short or they're too small. <laughs> yeah. They're too. The circumference is too short. Oh, his butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He's a baby. You can talk about his butt. <laughs> okay. Good. Um. Yes. Yeah, and we Holly and I are both big fans of the fall. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia does fall really well. They do. They go out and they paint the leaves the right colors. Mm-hmm. They do. No, but it is. There's a lot. Of, if you've never been to Philadelphia, there's a lot of green space. Mm-hmm. People that, are often surprised by that. I was so surprised. Whenever I thought of Philadelphia before we moved here, I think I like literally thought of a place like Detroit mm. or something similar, like desolate and like super. If you're from Detroit, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I don't know much about your city. <laughs> I've never been there. <laughs> but... Apparently, it's desolate. Well, I was just thinking it was like something a... industrial, industrial, a lot of factories, exactly. and there are like down by the river. It's kind of there are. Uh, industrial, but but I had no idea there was a river. <laughs> <laughs> there are two. There are two main rivers. Big, big, big rivers, um, and so many trees. There's a yeah. And that's what makes fall so good. Mm-hmm. The trees. Yeah. And because it gets cooler, but the trees still have leaves on them. Yeah. Because I like, I like being cold more than being warm. But oh, by the But by, like, late January, everything's just, like, gray and dead, and it's, like, 10 degrees, so. I mean, I still love it when it's like that. Because it's not gray and dead. It's, like, white and beautiful. If it snows. But if it doesn't snow, it's just gray. 
I know, but you, can... you know that. You, hey, no, no. Not, you know, because in come January, <laughs> you'll be like, it's so gray and cold. I can't wait no. for spring. I do love spring, <laughs> but to have spring, you have to have winter. Okay, there's there's a life lesson in there. I wasn't saying we should skip winter. Well, you have to enjoy it for what it is. I was explaining what. Oh my gosh! Anyway, fall is good matter. because you have leaves and cold weather. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's wonderful because it's beautiful and brisk, <laughs> and you can wake up and you can have coffee outside and it'd be snuggly. <laughs> Like, Daniel got a coffee this afternoon, and I was really jealous because it was so cold out. A coffee would have been so comforting. Yeah. Daniel got a fancy coffee. I did. I've My birthday is coming up, and I have... Oh, I was going to give a big... It's Daniel's birthday tomorrow! <laughs> but... Well, it'll be today. When, they, when this is published, it'll be my birthday. Yeah. So everyone better wish Daniel happy birthday. You better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, and I have uh, multiple coffee stores apps on my phone oh yeah and they all give you like a free drink on your birthday so <laughs> daniel's gonna be wired gonna all day <laughs> yeah that's good it's also the feast of the exaltation of the cross oh i didn't which know is that. you you do know that because every year, year on my birthday <laughs> I, remember. I tell you that. I remember. and last year it was on a sunday so it actually uh supersedes the ordinary time sunday really I don't. I mean, obviously, I lived through it last year, but I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> Other than living through it, I have no proof that it happened. But yeah. tomorrow's gonna be a great day because you you have the day off from. Work. I do have the day off from work for the Jewish holiday. Yeah, it's also Rosh Hashanah, so there you go. There you go. We get to do celebrate. Do you need any more reason to celebrate? Nope. No, and it's the first. It's the Eagles opener for the season. Uh-huh. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good day tomorrow. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna eat pizza. We are. We already got a plan. <laughs> we're gonna get pretty crazy, guys, and eat pizza and watch football at home. At home. <laughs> you didn't have to say that part. Oh, I. Yeah. You know, we like to make our own pizzas, and they're they're, and they're good. really really good. We're making buffalo chicken pizza. <laughs> you don't have to. People are gonna be sad because we didn't invite them. And they're not going to be able to eat buffalo can... chicken pizza with us in our basement while we watch football. <laughs> yes, that's definitely something to be jealous of. If you I know, weren't I just, doing it, I'd be jealous. I'm just trying to be real with him. Do you know that... Sorry. Well, you're not... <laughs> sure. You're trying to be real. Yeah. I get what you're doing. Yeah. I get you. <laughs> I wanted to say something real quick. Um, the difference between jealousy and greed. I'm holding up two fingers so how I can tell them apart. <laughs> Do you know? Well, I wouldn't think that they were no, that they were the same. Jealousy and envy, excuse me. Oh yeah, that those are definitely <laughs> <laughs> similar. Okay, uh, jealousy and envy. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know what the difference is. Envy is when you want something that you don't have. Jealousy is when you have something and you don't want others to have it. Oh. Mm-hmm. And jealousy is greedy. No, it's because not. It's, it's not. No, because no, it's similar. No, because jealousy is greedy because you don't want anyone else to have it. So you just right, so you, keep you it all keep for yourself. It together. Yeah. That's where your brain was going. Yes. Well, jealousy and envy and gre- Okay. Never mind. They're I was all trying to, I was trying to teach you something. And I learned something. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, but that is a good thing to learn because I didn't know that before. And I actually was thinking about that today. About envy, envying. We've been watching a lot of uh, house improvement, home improvement shows, mm-hmm. 
And I get a little envious. We have a really exciting life. I don't know if you guys know this. <laughs> if you haven't picked up on it, we're pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Um, but I've been very envious of these people's homes and their budgets for their renovations. Mm. Yeah. Because, yeah, we sure, we need to do renovations, but we don't want to do them because then they're going to open up more problems. And we just don't have the money. And we don't have the money to do it. (laughs) That's kind of the bigger factor. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The initial funds are also missing. But the additional funds are (laughs) really missing. Really missing. Oh, anyway. Anyway. You were saying you're just trying to keep it real? I just can't. You're just crying to keep it real. I know you. Are. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it real. To keep it real. That was a <laughs> okay, horribly, horribly botched segue. Uh, you're not supposed to call it out. You're also supposed to do it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Holly, okay, Holly's been. Um, she's showing at a craft. What you call it? A craft show? Yeah, it's a craft. Um, show. In a couple of months, and so she's been making some new pieces to show there, and. Um, it was about me, so while I tell it. Okay. <laughs> um, so I've started a new line of products. It's, yeah. it's not brand new. You're using aspects of another one. It's new. Okay, it's new. New. Go on. Um, and I'm, well, okay, Daniel said that because I used to have a line of products that were embroidery. It's called Axios. And Axios is Greek for he is worthy. Mm-hmm. It comes from what? Um, Greek Orthodox? Uh, during, in the Byzantine rite Byzantine. ordination, I think they say that. Nice. But also, it's like a play on like an axiom. Yeah, Like a, yeah. a pithy phrase, if you will. Pithy. Um, but they were embroideries of like phrases. But mm-hmm. embroidery takes a long time and I can't charge what I would have to charge. So they were out of the question. So I stopped making those and I'm making a new product called Axios. Like an evolution of that product. That are felted phrases that just take a little bit less time. And the first one that I'm making uh, says, become who you are. Yeah, Holly was trying, we were trying to think of a, a good phrase that was not necessarily like that would appeal to like Christians and non-Christians. Because mm-hmm. people coming to the craft show, it's not like a Christian craft no. fair. That would be that would be bad. So <laughs> I cheesy. I just imagine a lot of very cheesy crafts. We did see some paint by number uh, last suppers today, though. Yeah, apparently old paint by number paintings are like really cool for vintage, antique people. Yeah. Anyway, what were you saying? Um, but we were trying to think of a phrase that had um, kind of appeal to a wider audience. My idea was full heart. Wait, clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. From Friday Night Lights. Which, of course, is a winner. You never suggested that, because I haven't heard that until now. Really? Yeah. I meant to. (laughs) Well, then I heard yours, and I was like, this is so much better. Um, But we wanted something that was still truthful um, and proclaimed the truth of Christ, but that maybe a non-Christian would be more open to receive and understand. So we thought um, the quote from... Pope John Paul, Pope St. John Paul II. Pope St. John Paul II. Um, the full line is, Christian, become who you are. Families. I thought it was Christian. It's families. I think he used it He uses times. it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I actually read an article about, right. about how often he uses right. it. Right, but he, the phrase he returns to is, become who you are. And we really like that because it's, you know, a 
a truth like we are created as individuals by God with an idea in mind of who mm-hmm. we are supposed to be. So that's like a very Christian statement, but it also appeals to just general human nature, like becoming who you are. And becoming like an authentic version of yourself. Right. Um, and anyone can kind of take that that phrase and say like, okay, who am I? Right. And how can I become truer to that? Right. And I like it because who you are is different from kind of the messaging that a lot of people get today of like become who you want to be. Yeah. Like it conveys a sense of you are an individual created especially by God to be who you are. Mm -hmm. It's not that you have to kind of transform yourself right into who you think you should be. Like you are who you are and you need to live that out. Mm -hmm. And it's ridding yourself of the other things Mm -hmm. that gets you more it's not adding more things onto yourself that makes you who you are mm-hmm. it is more yeah and this conversation about what to use for her piece and becoming who you are made me think of an idea or well a notion that i've like that i often come back to and that's kind of constantly turned around in my head and that um culture today and society today um like i should say people today have like an innate desire for authenticity. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of what maybe this might be wrong, but people of our generation really want to be authentic and mm-hmm. live real lives. And you can see that in um, the food that we eat. Like everyone wants yeah. like real food, like farm to table food, mm-hmm. slow food. Like there's all these Organic movements. Organic, yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's all these movements to be like authentic in what we eat. Like we don't want anything synthetic. Right. Or made in a lab. We want real food. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with what I do, with uh, handmade pieces, mm-hmm. with, like, art and uh, things that we surround ourselves with, we want, like, authentic, like, real. Like, I want to know who made it, and I want to know where it came from, and if it was sustainably sourced, and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and even with, um, like, architecture and, like, interior design, like, we want a real wood tape. We don't want like a laminate countertop. We want yeah. real stone or we want, you know, reclaimed wood that's real. That was part of like a real, you know, like a an barn. old farmhouse. Yeah. yeah. Cause it just feels real and authentic. It's not, you know, it wasn't made 15 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Hashtag and, live authentic. That's a, is that a hashtag? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't mm, even it's know that. It's a big one. There's a, um, this is like not good for our, for like Christian culture, but there's this, instagram that just came out that's socality barbie mm-hmm. and like socality is this like christian movement that it's i think is very respectable where it's like trying to like live this like live more authentic mm-hmm. and uh socality barbie is like kind of making fun of it yeah but it's kind of really funny it, well they're very well done pictures they and are. it's like barbie like well it's like barbie scenes like in front of like a waterfall and like yeah. it's like an instagram picture with but barbie. she says things that are like well, I really enjoyed this waterfall, but I took three minutes away from my time with it to take this photo and then post it. So, like, she's, like, poking fun at, like, okay, yeah, you're living this really authentic life, but you're still posting it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's an interesting Yeah. Thing. And, and Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff in general is, like, like an attempt to show people, like, I'm really living. Right. Like, hey, everyone, look at how I'm living. Like, uh-huh. And it's, um, yeah, it's just within us to want something real like we're not satisfied with a substitute or something synthetic or artificial we we just want to be real and let's even be with, real 
<laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> and even, like, I see so many of my non-Christian, even some Christian friends, I guess, uh, posting, like, inspirational quotes that are, like, get rid of all the haters in your life or, like, uh, I don't know, just, like, saying the in a relational, relational way they p- are picking up that we need to live, like, really authentic love relationships with each other and friendships and with marriage. But it's interesting their take on it because it's like a little bit, they're like missing the mark a little bit, Mm -hmm. but the desire is there. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest kind of insults or um, accusations you can level at someone today is that they're not real. They're not authentic. Oh my gosh. Like the the woman who was the head of the NAACP chapter. Yeah. It turned out she wasn't actually black. Um, that like not being real, it's, that's like an unforgivable sin or trying yeah. to like pose or something. Else. Right. And I think you can, um, r- this can be incredibly harmful when society has an idea of who you should be. Right. And you don't live that out. So if you, um, experience same sex attraction, but you don't, you want to remain celibate, it's very possible you would get, you know accused of not being who you are and not being exactly. true to yourself and not living authentically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think society has this kind of, sh- sh- um, I was going <laughs> to say strange obsession, but misguided obsession yeah. with being authentic. Because it's, it's not, their intention is, is good. Mm-hmm. That you shouldn't be anyone but yourself. Right. But it's kind of like the pressure that's, put on to people and the, the, the just like lack of knowledge that they're coming from, that you're coming from a, that you are a created being by mm-hmm. loving God who wants to love you throughout your life. Well, and do you know what's missing from that desire for authenticity? What? Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah. No, but if you don't, like you said, understand you are a creature of God, you are loved into being right. and you were redeemed through christ if you don't understand that and have that as your foundation then you kind of you're only left with you know what uh, molds you can fit into and you're left living a life geared to living for yourself mm-hmm. instead of living for others or what for your yeah that is correct yes but you can also end up living for the crowd like what the crowd thinks you should do right which would be pleasing yourself right well because yes. you're, you're, you're trying to please yourself. What you're really doing is, um, what's the word? Uh, adopting, um, others' desires. Yeah, unknowingly. As your own. I just think that people are like seeking affirmation. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they're seeking the affirmation from the crowd and like, oh, you're doing that too. I want, I want the happiness that I see in you, so I'm right. gonna do that same thing. So it's really like a selfish mm-hmm. desire. It's kind of. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast, but they're. Um, a Catholic philosopher and anthropologist, Rene Girard, his, um, one of his big theories is mimetic desire, which pretty much means that our desires come from seeing someone else desire mm-hmm. something. So if, um, your older brother really wants, I don't say Nintendo 64. <laughs> if your older brother really wants a PS4, you're going to want that. Like his ideas, you wouldn't of your own, initiative think i want that you see what someone else wants and you want that yeah just like so you, these day you, home improvement shows yeah I like didn't we know. didn't know we wanted 
a granite island in the middle of our kitchen. I didn't know that I wanted uh, heated floors in our bathroom. Oh, yeah, we need heated floors. <laughs> it's so cold. In the kitchen in the morning, that would be nice. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. But we don't need that. That's no. stupid. What we should Yo. do is we should put towels in the dryer in the morning and throw them on the floor. <laughs> That's, there's your heated floor. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, you, you end up pursuing someone else's authenticity. Mm-hmm. And you really cannot be... There's only one authentic self that you can be, and it looks di- like you can only be Holly. I can only be Daniel, right. and that looks different for different people. There is a radio uh, station that we listen to a lot, and they have like these random quotes that they say right before they play a song that they're like deep thought, and they say, "Yeah, just ponder on that for a couple minutes while you listen to Alt J, whatever." Um, and there's one that they say, and I always really appreciate it because they say. The, there is a one in oh, it's like a four, one in six billion chance, chance that you are that you were that you are you pretty much right that yeah um and then they say think about that for a couple seconds and I'm like yeah you're so right and I I think that's like such a pro life message like mm-hmm. that's that's so true yeah I, I get so excited like, <laughs> <laughs> obviously because yeah you are a one in six billionth. Mm-hmm chance of being this one person right there's only one you yeah it's just if you really think about that that's pretty crazy yeah it is crazy and i think we fall into thinking we need to be someone else or something else like oh i really need to buy a bunch of patagonia and like Mm -hmm. go hiking more often like you that may be you but it's not necessarily you you know yeah you may you may enjoy it enjoy it but there's a process of discerning who you are right and that process entails um growing closer to christ Mm -hmm. and becoming more and more conformed to the perfect man who is christ Mm -hmm. and through it's only through participation in the life of christ that we reach our full potential become who we are what do you mean by um participating in the life of christ well i mean like a theology of participation Mm -hmm. like we are able to enjoy what christ offers us through participation in his life through becoming christ or desiring to intimacy and union with christ yeah i thought you were gonna go into like sacraments yeah well that's yes yeah i was just opening it up for you to expand upon that that. (laughs) (laughs) because i liked that i wanted you to open up on it a little bit I'm sorry. <laughs> Why don't you open up on it? Well, because I that was like a big thing for me to understand coming into the church, this like theology of participation mm-hmm. and to participate in Christ's suffering and in his joys and in his sorrows and mm-hmm. all of that leads you closer to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, where before, what? oh, and uh, before I was a little like afraid of suffering or afraid of uh, really entering into that on my own you know it was more like okay jesus is like something to be admired but not Mm -hmm. like intimately like wound up right and so the more that you like wind yourself up into his life and into his emotions and you like open yourself up to the way that he moves you Mm -hmm. you get to see more of him and you get to see more of yourself which is awesome that is awesome yeah i'm really thankful for it (laughs) (laughs) um something you talked about like participating in Christ's sorrows Mm -hmm. and I think that's like being authentic doesn't mean 
uh, a superficial happiness. Yes. Like, it's not, I always think of the, and this is well-meaning, but the, like, 100 days of happiness hashtag, like, I think that's well-meaning, but by, like, day, like, 40, you're like, my toast wasn't burnt today. And it's like, <laughs> it just gets to be, like, we confuse being happy and those feelings of consolation with fulfillment or authenticity. Right. Like, you can live a very sorrowful life and still live, be who Christ created, or through God, through Christ, okay. <laughs> <laughs> through the working of the Holy Spirit. No. You can still be who God created you to be and not be, quote unquote, happy. Right. And that... Happiness even, doesn't equal everything. Right. And that, you know, Christ Christ didn't uh, eschew pain and suffering. He wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be a human, but I'm not going to deal with all that pain and mm-hmm. suffering. And really focusing on being happy and seeking out the things that make you happy and just looking for happiness. I think we've mentioned this before, but it just leads to falling into fleeting, like momentary mm. uh, happiness. But like not true happiness. Yeah. Happiness, not true joy. Like mm. it's, it's just happiness. It's not joy. Yeah. I feel like this podcast often the message is like, uh, you're going to be sad and you're going to like it. <laughs> I mean, you can't have spring without the winter. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but it's um, at mass today. Um, the priest giving the homily. Holly and I, both. Okay, so I had an excuse. I was no, chasing. Don't. No, I was chasing Jack around the narthex uh, during pretty much from the homily through the end of mass. And afterwards, I was telling Holly I really liked the point that Father made. He said. Um, he was talking about how atheists often say, you know, if well, if there is a, a God and he is good, why is there suffering in the world? Mm-hmm. Um, and what Father said was what they forget is that God um, doesn't, doesn't do away with suffering, but he gave it meaning. So through Christ's suffering and death, he has given suffering a meaning, and it's a way to participate in mm-hmm. Christ, in his passion, um, and in his humanity. Um and I was telling Holly that. She's like, oh, yeah, that was, like, the one point I got out of it, too. And I was like, you, I was back there with Jack. You just had to sit there and listen, and we only heard the same thing. Yeah, because we both, you, you missed saying that. We both said, like, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't really focus on the beginning part of it, but I really liked that he said this. And I was like, that's the same thing I thought. <laughs> because I couldn't focus on what he said at the beginning. But my mind was just, like, going a little. I know. Well, I mean, if you can just get one. Uh, a nugget, nugget, if you will. <laughs> then that's, and I mean, th- I think that's one of those. There's a lot of homilies where like one word or phrase has stuck with yeah. me, and I think that will, will be one that sticks with me. Yeah, but that's, um, that is a really good one. Yeah, there's. If you live a life and, and you're never sorrowful, you're never sad. Um, that's not an authentic life because that's just right. not how life is. Because I mean, if you really think about like authenticity, like. To be authentic is to accept everything. Like, is to be, quote unquote, real all right. the time. It's just artificial. It's just as artificial to be like, I'm just going to ignore all these uh, bad things. Like, um, we were at, um, like, a community event yesterday morning, and there was a group singing, and they it was an acapella group, and they did a cover of that song, Happy. Oh, yeah. And I think this was the first time I actually listened to that song and, like, listened to the lyrics. Yeah. And it's pretty much, like, bad news, bad things, go away, I'm happy. Yeah. And it's, that's not authentic. Like, right. you have to come to grips with the things in the world and in your life that aren't 
that what you good. want. Yeah. Because if you don't address them, you're going to get screwed up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> stuff's going to happen. Yeah. And, and you're not going to be ready for it either. Or even if it's not in your own life and you just like, I don't want to hang out with this person because they have all kinds of issues. I don't want to get dragged into that. Like, right. Really, like, I, I, we keep coming back to this, but, like, Christ is, look at Christ's life when you want to see an authentic, full human life. And he, you know, he loved his disciples. He cried when Lazarus died. He experienced sorrow. He experienced death. He, mm-hmm. you know, he... He no loved one, when he knew it, it, he wouldn't get loved in return. Right. He and, and no one in their right mind could accuse Christ of not living an authentically human life. Um, so... Yeah, authenticity has to have the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. And I think another point that I wanted to make was, like, what does authentic love look like? Mm. And to look at Christ in the way that he loved authentically. And that he... I mean, I always struggle with this a little bit because, like, well, Christ was Christ, so he could say whatever the heck he wanted, and he knew everyone's heart that he was speaking to. So, like, it's different with, with him in relationship than, like, for us because... We're not, I don't know your, your heart as well as Jesus does, you know? Mm. Uh, so he was able to speak truth to the people that he came into contact with really easily and he had the right to. Mm-hmm. But I think that we need to look to that and like authentic love can be misconstru- misconstrued by culture a lot that loving someone just lets like, is just, I love you no matter what, which you should. But <laughs> in all cases, and support you in absolutely everything. It's like a one-sided love, which sounds weird when you say it, but it's like you're not willing to. It's just like flat across the board approval. Approval. Mm-hmm. Love equals approval. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's like exactly what it is. Where like love doesn't have to look like that. Mm-mm. And I don't really know how we got to where where we are like. In culture. Oh, I thought you meant in the podcast. I was like, <laughs> you started this or this topic. Yeah, it's taking me a second to get there, but I'll get there. Um, but I don't know how culture has really gotten to this, like, love equals approval situation. But, like, um, I remember once, like, never mind. I'm not going to tell that story. Well, I think I've been thinking about this recently, too, and um, kind of how things have changed in culture and it's pretty much who is producing culture that right like so you know who the arts or marketing or whatever it is media media these people maybe weren't accepted or didn't feel loved so in their minds it for someone to love them they would just have to be okay with everything that they've done or all the choices mm-hmm. they've made so they kind of um project that onto what they do yeah it's just become like well we don't want to offend anyone so we approve of everyone right we're like you don't have to offend people to say like truth mm-hmm. um so okay what i'm trying to say is that to love someone truly and authentically is to love them through things to love them where they are mm-hmm. and at and as a person as a human as they are an authentic human as the same way as you are. But to also be able to see who they truly are in the same way that you can see who you truly are. And to, through friendship and through love and through relationship and communication, 
to help each other as culture, to help each other become closer to who we are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I think that is much truer love than just uh, this Approval. thing that we are. Yeah, right. And I think what that requires is encounter and relationship. Yes. Like, you can't do that superficially. You no. can't tell someone they need to change something if you're not in a relationship with them. No. So those two, and I think that's something we've mentioned several times mm-hmm. is that it all relationship has to be there. And that's how Christ chose to reveal himself to us through personal relationship. Yeah. It wasn't, um, you know, pamphlets falling from the sky. No. You know, like that kind of thing or like immediate telepathic knowledge. You know, it right. was personal interaction and relationship. And, like, a couple weeks ago, I got, I think I mentioned this, like, the week after, but I was able to be trained uh, for interviewing by a a company called, or, like, a organization organization called Catholic Voices, and they're training people in Philadelphia to uh, speak to the media, or training Catholics uh, in Philadelphia who are going to the World Meeting of Families to speak to the media because the media wants to speak to, like, true Catholics in the area about what they're experiencing and what this means for the city and whatnot. And so uh, for, some, for like just a lay person to just jump in front of the camera, you need a little bit of training. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we did these fake interviews. And one of the questions that the inter- they were like trying to be, you know, what media mm-hmm. as secular media would ask. And my fake interview, the girl asked me, um, so what would you say to a person who has like been scarred by the church or who has had, who doesn't understand the church or is angry at the church for whatever reason. And I said, and everyone thought this was really funny, which is, I, it was, but um, I said, I would invite them over for dinner and talk to them and get to know them and have a full conversation with, with them because I think we all need to get to know each other better. And I think that's like what it really comes down to. And she was like, well, you better make it a potluck because you're going to have a lot of people coming over. (laughs) But I just think that, like, that just is an illustration of how, like, yeah, there are a lot of people who are really burned by the church. They've had really bad uh, experiences, but we do need to get back to, like, we can't just, like, flood media with the truth because that would be great and it could change some hearts. But having one-on-one relationships with them and having one-on-one encounters with them and listening to them and loving them authentically uh, is the way to like truly change. And I think that's part of authentic living is living right. in relationship. Like we're not created to be isolated and not speak to one another. And like it, if people never spoke to each other, if never interacted with each other, the human race would not last past that generation, you know, for mm-hmm. food and just general um, well-being. Like we need each other. We need... Um, to be with like children don't come into the world except for between the union of two people like Mm -hmm. coming together in a relationship right um and i think yeah i think that can i think the world is searching for another way to to fulfill this desire for authentic living well i think it comes back to that thing i said earlier that like culture is trying to live this uh focus on like authentic living is for yourself Versus authentic living is for others. Mm. Where, like, and we're seeing the kind of, like, catastrophic, like, people always talk about the slippery slope of things. 
But here we are like kind of in the middle of this like slippery slope where we're seeing really extreme uh, circumstances that it's like, how do we get here? And it's like, oh, well, if you if you look back all the way here and we if we destroyed authentic relationship all the way back like decades ago, mm-hmm. then the um, consequences of it have just gotten worse and worse and worse through the years. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how we're having all of these just messed up stuff. Right. And complete disregard for humanity and for authentic life. Right. You know, and... But I do think it's interesting that you can see it, like, I feel like human nature, like, we're created by God and we can't fully get rid of that. Like, there, there's all a mark of God on yes. all of us. Yes, And so you see it coming through, like, in with things like food. I always... I always use food metaphor. Like, that's just okay. my thing. A little hungry. It's fine. <laughs> um, but, like, this desire for real food. And it's it's so ironic because yeah. who gives us true food and true drink? It's Christ. Yeah. And it's just really, really, I don't, not bizarre, but just, like, so funny because it's so close. Yeah. Someone's saying, like, I don't want to put something in my body that's not really going to nourish me and sustain me and make me healthy. It's like, oh, well, I can give you something that will do all of right. this. And it's, it's like the woman at the well. It is. It is. <laughs> Jesus should have shown up in like uh, like a foodie town and like <laughs> so been like, oh, you want like the best farm to table food? Ever? I've got the best organic stuff I've for you ever. The best free range organic <laughs> chicken. Free range. Sir, give me this organic chicken always. <laughs> <laughs> it is myself. <laughs> oh. You're not a chicken, Jesus. <laughs> He's a sassy one. <laughs> How can this man give us organic free-range drumsticks to eat of his own flesh? Uh, but it's it's funny because it's there. And I think that's uh, what, um, that can give us hope. That mm-hmm. it, that we are still human beings. We haven't gone off the deep end yet. And we, I joke, we I don't think we would, no one is ever beyond the mercy no. of Christ and no, the mercy of God. Um, there's We can always come back. Yes. And it's just... Um, even with, like, sort of uh, homesteading and, like, wanting to, like, go live mm-hmm. and, like, be in touch with nature and with creation, like, we try to separate that from God, but, like, where does that come from? Like, what has Christ told us about ourselves that we see in that? Mm-hmm. And it's it's there. So I, right. I am heartened and encouraged by this continued desire for authenticity. I think mm-hmm. as Catholics um, and for Christians everywhere, we need to kind of tap into that and say like yes you are correct in this you know and through relationship let me show you how to live authentically right. and like we were saying last week um with sort of laws that lead you to freedom or submission that leads mm-hmm. to freedom um is that we need to help people to understand like if you want to live authentically there is only one way to do that and it's through christ mm-hmm. and that's through true freedom that leads you to true freedom because <clears throat> that leads you to your true self Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. There's something I wanted to say back there, and I should have written it down. Oh, no. I, know, I told you. I, I told you make notes or take notes. No, it was, like, inspired by something that you yeah. said. I'm, it was pretty inspiring. You're so <laughs> inspiring. Oh, that they're, like, all good is from God. Mm-hmm. So, like, even going back to my axios, the become who you are. <laughs> it's not mine. This uh, is John Paul. <laughs> this really great phrase I keep saying. <laughs> 
but that that like is recognizably good to anybody mm-hmm. become who you are. It's because truth, like God is truth. Yeah. And people are drawn to it. Right. And so like someone who is, uh, sincerely seeking truth can recognize truth. Right. You know, but people are drawn to nature because it is good and because it reflects the Lord mm-hmm. and that he, like, and that is good. We need to recognize what is good and what is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And to encourage experience in that, because even away from mass or away from like organized religion, people can still have conver- conversions just through beauty mm-hmm. and through encounter with people. Right. You know. So I think that we just need to encourage goodness and beauty. What is the phrase? The the truth. Beauty, truth, and goodness are yeah. the three transcendentals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, I guess, authenticity could be most closely aligned with truth. Right, right. But it's also beauty and good. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a real, I wish I knew more of, like, what that word comes from. Authenticity. Yeah, and authentic. Sincere. Do you know where sincere comes from? You've told me this before. It's, I forget what it was, some kind of column or something that was, like, kind of a commodity that you'd sell. Um, And sometimes people would hollow them out and put wax in them. So... Um, and I think like sin is without and like Siri is Latin for, for oh. wax. So if you were sincere with someone, you were without wax, you were like, oh. giving them the full one that wasn't hollowed out. So if it was like a gold bar, it would have like been, it, it was, wasn't, but if right. it was carved out and filled with wax, mm-hmm. that would be insincere. Whoa. Yeah. You haven't told me that before. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So I wish I knew more about, see, words. Words. You keep you. You're not totally on board, but you change the meaning of change. The, well, hold on. Okay. Change the mere meaning of marriage, and people forget what it means. So, with these other words, when we forget the meaning of these words and why we say these words, then you forget the meaning behind it. No, I understand. Language is important. It is. I only make fun of you when you use giant words that no one knows what they oh, are. Like sincere. No, like um. <laughs> what word I can't is think that? of any examples. Oh, big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but you've said some big words that I was like, that's not a word. Look well, it up. <laughs> we don't, we're talking about a nothing word. I always joke with Holly because she thinks I don't know colors. And so let's try it now, Holly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Name, don't a, do this. name a color. Name a color. Pink. I know that one. Give me a hard one. <laughs> Aquamarine. I know that color. Give me another. Give me a hard one. Indigo. I know that well, color. I've shown you indigo before. I'm trying to think of a good, good hard one. Oh, uh, oh, I don't know how to say it. That's okay. Just go. Quanisidrone magenta. I know that one. No, you, no, you don't. <laughs> this is what he does. He just says I know it. <laughs> of course, I know that color. You don't know that color. Um. Um. Okay, I think we've. I think that's a good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now that Daniel's proof that he knows. I colors. know all the colors. You got, send me a color. I'll tell you whether or not I know. It. <laughs> we did take a color quiz the other day. I got a hundred on it. <laughs> I, I was trying to prove to him that he doesn't know colors, but I, he proved me wrong. Them. Um, yeah, but I think that's. Let's wrap it up. Be real. <laughs> become who you are. Christian, become who you are. And families become who families you are. Families become who you are. Right, because you. There's only one you. There is a one in six billion chance that you are who you are. Yeah. Think about that. Think about that for the next couple uh, minutes. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Oh, next week is the World Meeting of Families in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. We are very excited about it. Um, are we going to podcast? 
My parents are going to be here. Well, we'll post on Facebook. But no, if anyone is going to be in town and like oh. looking for something to do, um, email us. There's a lot of great stuff. Um, our parish is doing a lot of great things. Even if you're you know not able to go to all the, the papal events, um, let us know. There's a lot to do in Philadelphia. We would love to meet some of you guys. Um, so yeah. send us an email. Let us know you're here. We can get in touch. Yeah. That would be fun. A lot of fun. That'd be a lot of fun. We could have personal encounters. We could. We could build well, authentic relationships. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> that high was, five. That was a high five. <laughs> Hope it didn't um, hurt your ears. But yeah, seriously, we would love um, to meet any of you if you're in the area, or if you just need, like, hey, I'm going to be here. You know, you don't want to hang go out. To lunch. What, yeah, but what do you? Yeah, what's there to do? Where should I go to mass? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So or feedback on the show. Anything you want. Anything you want to talk to us about? Email us at halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Halfway Saints, right? Halfway underscore. Halfway underscore Saints, excuse me. Underscore. Um, like us on Facebook. And that's that. That's that. Also, we Holly and I put a lot of thought into our thumbnail images oh, for yeah. each show. So if you if you only listen on iTunes, um, go to our website, halfwaysaints.com, and look at all the funny Because uh, we're so thumbnails. funny. We spent, we're so we funny. agonize over which ones to use. The next 15 minutes are going to be us looking for Pretty a thumbnail. Pretty much. And then us not agreeing on it, and then just picking one we thought from the beginning. Hey, it doesn't always happen like no, that. No, sometimes, sometimes it goes well. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they're hilarious. They are. Um, but thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, yeah, tell your friends about us. Tell your friends. And have a great week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.